Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Ethan, and this is another episode of Roster United. Here today in Roster United, we are not doing our top 57. Sadly, I still have to play a few more games before I decide my next few characters in the list. So, today, I thought I could teach you all how to play Marvel United. Now, I, I'm sure a lot of you probably have seen gameplays or have seen how to plays from Simon to other content creators in YouTube and, you know, so on and so forth. But I've actually seen that there's been a few people, um, I've seen a few gameplays um, of other people when this game was still in Kickstarter and even afterwards, even now. And there's been a few rules that a few people have been missing. Literally, if you go back, you can even see some of the comments. I think uh, I, I, I'm not, you know, I I don't have it at the top of my head, but wow, you know, like, yeah, some people are really messing up their games. And, you know, that can lead you to losing yet winning but still, it really don't matter if you want to win or if, you ha if you're going to lose or if you're going to win. I'd rather do it the right way. Play with the real rules. So today I'm going to teach you all how to set up Marvel United, how to play it, you know, some of my comments in there and all that stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, sit back and let's continue. All right. So first things first, like always, we are going to see how to set up marvel united is it easy is it simple in my opinion i think so i think actually marvel united is one of the easiest games to set up it does take a little bit you know getting all the cards out placing them where they're supposed to but overall it's pretty simple so let's get into that setup piece of the rules so we have ladies and gentlemen uh, we have here, uh, number one, we have, uh, eight steps to follow, and that'll be all for the setup. I've seen worse, and I can tell you there are some games that are just pain. It's a pain to set up, but this game, not so much. So let us begin. First, you will place the mission guide at the center of the table. The mission guide is like a rectangle with triangles on both of its sides. You will place that in the center of the table as with three mission cards on the slots at its bottom in any order. In any order, you can put this. The and these uh, three mission cards are key. They are very important in the game. And um, they're going to be one of the main assets that you have to put in setup. Now, these three cards are, is the card with the clear threats as well as the clear civilians and clear thugs. And you should see nine civilian and thugs faded inside both of those cards. You should also see the clear threat card, which is purple, and it has uh, four skulls or threat token uh faded inside the card as well place those under uh at the bottom section of the mission guide in any order then you can pick any villain any villain you want and place that villain dashboard um on the slot on top of the mission guide of course for those of you who are new players 
um, I myself, as well as the game, says that you for for new players they recommend playing with Red Skull, and he is a great uh, villain to start with, as well as uh, still challenging, but it, it just gets you that feel of how Marvel United or is going to be. So you place the villain dashboard on top of the mission guide. Uh, and then the mission dashboard indicates how much health the villain has, depending on the number of heroes. For instance, Red Skull. In a four-player game, you will place 11 hit points in the uh, bottom left-hand corner, and you will place 11 hit, to hit point tokens uh, there. But if it's a three-player game, you will place eight, and if it's a two-player game, you will place four hit tokens then place the uh health token the, the health tokens in the dashboard if the villain dashboard it has a track on it place the villain tracker on its zero space uh the the villain tracker is the little blue cube or silver cube um that you will see in uh, that is usually in the core box so Make sure you grab that little cube. Make sure you don't lose that cube as well. Um, it's very important. Helps you track, of course, the game. Especially with Red Skull. That is going to be his main thing. So make sure that you follow the rules on Red Skull. And follow the rules on that tracker. Very important. Uh, number three. After the dashboard and all those cards. Randomly select six locations. Yes, six locations, and place them around the mission gui gu guide. Fill any marked slots of each location with either civilian or thug tokens as indicated. And the locations, you can pick six randomly ones, or you can pick six uh, however you'd like uh, if you're a more experienced player. But if you're not, just pick six random locations and place them around the mission guide that's all you do and then every location will um will have like these marked slots with civilian and thug and thugs and that's where you will place the civilian and thug tokens as the locations say you all you do this only in the setup even throughout the game if the order is not as it's supposed to be in the location. That is okay. But in the beginning of the game, you have to place those civilian and thugs. Always. Always. You have to always place those tokens. Next, you will shuffle the villain's threat cards. And place one face up on the slots at the bottom of each location. Um, now... What does that mean? Well, basically, in a location, you, there's always that end-of-turn effect. Well, you will place uh, the villain threat card covering that end-of-turn effect in the location. Adding, as well, a threat token to the slots next to them, which is the uh, purple, um, purple token with a white skull in the middle. You will place that token next to... Uh, in, in, the, in its indicated space at the bottom left-hand corner. Some threat cards contain henchmen, characters in the service of the villain. Each of, the, of their cards indicate the number of health tokens that should be placed on them. 
For example, Red Skull has a minion that is Crossbones. When Crossbones is it when when setting up Crossbones in a location, place his indicated six health tokens on him. After that, after shuffling all the villain threats and adding the hit points to the henchman uh, threat cards, place all remaining tokens separated into pools within all within reach of all players. Always have your resources on the side. Make it nice and organized, easy, so you can place them and put them back. Uh, it can get a little messy with the tokens. I'm not going to lie there. Then after that, ladies and gentlemen, take the villain's master plan deck, which is which will have the cover, which will have the photo of the villain on the back, and you shuffle that deck and place it face down next to a random location. Uh, just place it anywhere, you know, anywhere where you can reach and you can do that. Um, yeah, so then place the villain's game piece in that location. Um, now, again, I don't have to put it next to a location. I just kind of have it to next to myself because I will run the game. Um, but, you know, you can do it however you want. So just put the, the, the master plan deck somewhere near the person who is going to run the villain. And then you're going to place the villain piece, game piece, or miniature, uh, in any location that you would like. After that, each player chooses a hero and places their game piece on the location uh, opposite of the villain. You will always play opposite, or you would always start opposite from where the villain is. Um, then, after players shuffle their corresponding hero decks and places it face down next to them. After that, after all that, ladies and gentlemen, each player draws three cards from the top of their deck into their hand. You are now ready to start with the villain turn. Beautiful, beautiful, right? Not so bad so far, not so bad so far. Pretty easy setup. You just place the locations around the the mission guild, place the mission cards. Um, you will see a big deck that is separated into two decks, basically, of the threat cards, as well as the um, villain uh, villain deck, the master plan deck. Place those, uh, and uh, place the threat cards and the locations. Place Red Skull in his personal master plan deck next to someone who will run him. Place the miniature. Hero start opposite from there, and that's it. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um, and yeah, so we are now officially done with the setup. But I did want to just say or point out one thing. Um, always make sure to read the dashboard before setting up a game. Some villains like um, some villains like Magneto or or um, uh, what's his name or uh, Green Goblin as well have special setup rules that you must follow in every game. And you must you must do that, you know, before you set up the rest of the stuff. So always make sure to read the fronts and backs of the 
of their dash of the villain dashboard. All right. Well, we are done currently right now with the setup. Now it's time to see how the villain wins and how the heroes win and lose, you know, all that fun stuff. Winning and losing, heroes win if they defeat the villain. Plain and simple. But how? Well, to be able to damage the villain, heroes must first accomplish at least two of the three available mission uh, missions, or the mission cards. So... Yeah, there's a lot of strategy there that you can do. You can def- you can clear four uh threat threats, you can um rescue civilians or defeat thugs. That's all fine as long as you complete two of the mission cards. How do the heroes lose? Well, there is actually multiple ways as always where the where the heroes can lose. Um, if heroes, heroes lose if the villain completes their master plan. This happens if any of these conditions are met. The following, the villain archives the condition of the villainous plot stated in their master, in their, uh, excuse me, in their dashboard if they have one. For example, um, Red Skull, he has this villainous plot and with the fear track, it says every t- uh, when the track reaches 20, Red Skull automatically wins the game. So make sure you defeat the villain before he completes his plan or his villainous plot. Heroes lose if the villain... If the, uh, uh, heroes also lose if the villain draws the ma- uh, a master plan card... But their deck is empty. So in their next turn, when they have to flip a card over in order to do, you know, in order to continue the game, but the villain can't, well, you lose the game. You ran out of time, and yeah, you lose. Heroes also lose if any hero starts their turn with no cards both in their deck and in their hand. When a hero has no cards at all, they're all played or all been discarded, well, the heroes are exhausted, right? I mean, you have no more actions to do. There is nothing that the heroes can do, and you lose. A lot of ways to lose, only one way to win, and it can be a a, a bit difficult at times. But how does the villain, you know, how does the villain move? How does the villain do his actions and things like that? Well, actually, we're going to go into that right now. The villain turn. The game always starts with the villain taking their turn. Always. Draw the top card from the master plan deck and place it face up on the table. This is the start of the storyline that will guide the entire game. Each master plan card played will have different elements that must be executed in order. From top to bottom. Not bottom to top. Not middle to bottom. Top to bottom. One after the other. Now, Red, uh, now Red Skull 
and all the other 30 villains that are available in the game will always have a move uh, a moving like symbol it'll it's like a circle with an arrow going to the right move the villain move the villain clock clockwise clockwise excuse me unless otherwise indicated so move the villain a number of locations equal to the number shown on the card. This is going to be the number. Uh, That's going to be the first thing you see on the very top. It's going to be a circle with a number. And it will show you which direction um, you will move the villain. Now, usually it is clockwise. Um, but sometimes, like Rhino or Juggernaut, they will go opposite. Um, so, yeah. So, very simple. You see that number, you see where the arrow's going, that's how many times you uh, the villain moves. If there is a threat card with the, with the symbol on the location where the villain ends, their, move, their movement, it ends their movement, even if the movement was zero, immediately resolve the effect described on the threat card. So at the bottom, right, you'll see uh, the moves, and then at the very bottom, you'll see um, these three spaces, um, these three spaces under the card, uh, and those that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But basically, uh, that middle square is going to be the most important. That's where the that's where Red Skull is going to land. If there is this little orange target. If there if if Red Skull has that little orange target and where he lands, he automatically activates it. You immediately resolve that effect in the threat card. So make sure you do that. So an example here is that if Red Skull moves two locations clockwise, triggering that threat effect at his dis- uh, destination. Next, the activation of the BAM. Activate the BAM effect, detailed on the villain dashboard, as well as any BAM effects shown on the threat cards. These effects complicate the hero's lives in all sorts of ways, often dealing damage to them. And we'll talk about damage a little later. BAM effects are something huge, are something that really stinks. And as I've read here, you first activate the villain's BAM effect, which will be, again, on the villain dashboard. And then after you resolve his effect, you will resolve every other BAM effect in the threat cards. And that is just going to be bad. <laughs> so hopefully uh, in your game, you probably will get lots of BAM effects uh, you know, happening in your game. But slow down. You still got this. So, yeah. Now, what about adding thugs? What about adding thugs and civilians? Well, add the indicated number of thugs and or civilian tokens on the villain's location and those around it. The central location on the card represents where the villain is going. Or, no, no, excuse me, not where he's going, where he is. With going clockwise order, adding the tokens to the locations. At each location, first place the required thug tokens. 
than the required civilian tokens. If there are not enough empty slots available at a location, check the overflow effect on the villain dashboard to see what happens, right? Um, sometimes the villain just has too much thugs out there, just too many civilians the heroes can't save nor can't they defeat um, because they haven't got there in time or because they've ran out of hits. <laughs> it's happened to me a lot. So if this ever happens, you have to go into and see the overflow effect on the villain dashboard it should be on the top right hand corner that says overflow with a description at the bottom so yeah it's it's it stinks it really does stink now sometimes sometimes you will uh, yeah sometimes you will get the villain's special effect uh which some of them are really cool it some of them are really cool if you're the villain and not so good if you're the hero. So the special effect. If the master plan card has a special effect described on it, resolve it last, if possible. For example here, um, you read the card from top to bottom. Always follow that order. And yeah, <laughs> if you ever get a special effect on the villain, he he. That's it's just not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Usually it's going to be something bad. For example, for Red Skull, he has Hydra Insurgency, which says for each crisis token the heroes have, advance the fear track by one. This stinks. This makes the, his fear track go a lot faster and progress to complete his venomous plot. So, yeah, special effects are not fun. They're actually a big pain. But... Do not worry. Do not worry, ladies and gentlemen, because we have the heroes. But what can they do? How do they do it? Well, let's take a look at their hero turn. Once that master, car master plan card is fully resolved, after it is done, it's time for the heroes to act. Players collectively choose which hero will start the game. Then they will take their turns in clockwise order, until the end of the game. During their turn, players follow these steps in order. First, draw a card. Second, play a card. Third, resolve actions. And fourth, location effect, if any. How, now let's let's go in depth here because we we're we're a we're a show we're a podcast that likes to go in depth with Marvel United. So let's go in depth with these four phases, shall we? Uh, first off, draw a card. This active player draws the top card in their hero deck into their hand. If the hero was KO'd, they draw up to four cards. Uh, playing a card, very simple. You get to pick a card um, from your hand and place it into the storyline at the right at the rightmost space. Of course, once you play the card, you can resolve the action. Now, this is very interesting. Um, when you resolve the action, you can also combine not just your symbols, but also with the symbols of the last hero card played. For example, uh, Captain America played his move and hit card. 
Um, now, before him, Black Widow played his move and heroic card. So in Captain America's turn, he can use all four of those symbols in his turn. He's got two moves, one attack, and one heroic action that he can that he can that he can do basically in any order. He can do that in any order. He can move, then hit, then move, then heroic. He can heroic hit and then do two moves. However feels comfortable, however the board looks, you can do that. Now, you cannot yes, now yes, you can use this the last character's symbols, right? The character behind the card you played. That is fine. That's part of the game. But you cannot use that hero's um, special effect. For example, Captain America played her two heroic actions. She can also perform Iron Man's move action as well. But she cannot use Iron Man's special effect. That is only for that hero and in that turn can never be used again unless if he gets it back in his hand and does it again um but you cannot use the play uh the player behind you uh you cannot use that uh ability but you can use those symbols now what are these moves what are these attacks heroics and wilds like what are all those well let me explain here quickly basically basically the moves it's very simple if you have a move uh action you can move the hero to an adjacent location in any direction simple attacks well you could deal one damage to a thug to a thug in in a in, in a location and take that thug into the mission uh into the mission card with the defeat thugs. You can also attack a henchman as well by removing one health token. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can you can attack a henchman, uh, remove one health token, attack a thug, and if the two mission, uh, and you have to be in those spaces as well. And if you do, uh, resolve two mission cards as well throughout the game if you are um at the same location where the villain the main villain is at you can also deal a damage to that villain heroic actions you can rescue a civilian in a location as well as place a heroic uh, heroic token as well in the empty slot in the threat card um, this is important for clearing the threat. So you need to have three heroic, uh, you need to have three heroic symbols. But sometimes that may change. Wilds, wilds are super fun. Uh, uh, basically, a wild you can use as either a move, an attack, or a heroic action. That's it. Very simple. Uh, but you can of course only use it once. Special effects, if each hero, in every hero deck, you will have at least three special effects. Now, uh, the active hero may apply the listed effect before or after any, of, any other of their actions. So you can move, then you can, you know, you can do your move, you can do your heroics, you can do your attack actions, and then 
at the end, you can still do your special effects. Or you could do the special effects first. Um, you know, it just depends on what you do and what ability the character has. You also have the location effects. If you do clear a threat card from a location and you land in that location, you can gain its end of turn effects, which is awesome. Like, for example, there is one called Shield Helicarrier. And basically, if your character lands there at the end of their turn, they can move to any other location. Now, yes, moving to any other location is fantastic, but that's not all. You can also um, get back to three cards. You can get a move token. You can clear a, a civilian all that stuff. It's really cool. Locations are very important in the game. So, what about the turn sequence? We know how the villain works. We know how the um we know how the heroes work. How is this going to play out? Well, basically it goes like this. The villain will place, of course, uh in the very the very first thing to to start the game, the villain will place their villain card. Master plan card. After that, heroes in order will play three cards. No, not of of each character. Each character or each player will play one card for their character. After they play the card and resolve their actions, the next player will go. And after they do their stuff, the next player will go. After all that the villain will go again, and then you go around three times around the board, and then the villain will go, and then another three times, and all that stuff. All that stuff. And what happens if, you know, it, does this change? D does it ever go shorter? It does. When you complete two mission cards, when you complete two mission cards, Instead of going villain, hero, 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 it will be villain, hero, hero. From eliminating one card per round. So, yeah, the rounds get a lot faster. And, um, the, uh, the well, uh, excuse me, the rounds, uh, go a lot shorter. But the villain goes a lot faster, placing more, uh, master plan token, uh, master plan, uh, cards in order to finish uh, their deck and potentially win the game. So act fast um, and never give up. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. <laughs> uh, missions are very simple. Again, they're just uh, the cards underneath the um, mission gui guide. And these are just cards where you will place... Um, the rescued civilians, as well as the uh, defeated thugs and the clear threats. Now, when you complete the number of civilians that you need to rescue, for instance, nine, you uh, take all those civilians in that card and place them back at the pool, and you take your rescue civilian uh, mission card, you take it out of, of that slot and place it face down, um, you know, out of the game, basically. And you keep doing this until you 
until until you want to until you defeat and clear all the threats civilians and thugs well you can then by then uh discard the mission card so yeah it, it's really it just discard it um and yeah pretty cool no and also that rescue civilian and defeated thug mission cards will not return as well as the clear threat cards once they're completed once they are cleared they will not be go they will not be going back into the game so when you uh defeat a henchman or when you defeat a threat card in uh autom uh take that threat card out of the game and place it you know somewhere near you but it will not be returning in the game unless if the villain has a special rule like hella who will take uh who will take their threat cards and put them back. But in this case, for Red Skull or for Ultron, even for Taskmaster, they won't come back. Um, so just take them out of the game. They will not return into the game. As well as for just normal threat cards as well, not just henchmen's. And immediately take that threat token next to the threat card and place it in the clear threats mission card. And that's it. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. All you have to do is that. <laughs> All you have to do is, uh, is again, a villain card, then three hero cards, and then a villain card, right? When you clear at two mission cards, the uh, turn order goes from one villain card to two... Um, hero cards and then a villain card and it keeps going like that it never gets lower it never goes back higher and um yeah it's it's very simple uh we saw the heroes we saw their villain actions as well their moves their hits and their heroic actions now of course since i run a podcast <laughs> you know and not a uh, channel where you can see myself in person and show you some gameplay um, I, well, you know, I can't really show you any episodes, but there is a lot of great, good people out there that do play the game by the rules and do do a great job of, um, you know, of playing some games. Um, if it's physically or if it's on tabletop simulator, whatever it is, if you want to specifically see yourself, um, you know, what I'm describing, please go ahead and do so. Um, if I missed, uh, if I missed anything or, uh, you know, you forgot a rule, you can always, of course, check the online rule book for Marvel United, or you can go back and, um, and, you know, see the recording of this episode and go back and, you know, just see on anything you missed. Now, yes, there's still a few little things, little, just a little details in here that I have forgotten, or not, not forgotten, excuse me, but just additional rules, the solo mode, the challenges, I left all that stuff out. Um, again, any questions, you can go ahead and um, tell me here, and, and, uh, or you can uh, just, you know, search them up online on BoardGameGeek. There's a, a whole fan base as well as I'm in it. And there's a huge fan base where they can surely answer your questions. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we just went through the whole rule book. Not that bad of a game. It's very simple. 
But of course, it seems like it's a big game. It seems like it's a lot because, well, I'm describing it. I'm teaching you the game. But honestly, when you play it, you know, if it's, again, on Tabletop Simulator or just physically playing the game and, you know, reading the rules for yourself for the first time, you'll see that it's pretty simple. And after a few uh, games, you know, after a few gameplays um, and a few characters that you play, you'll see a huge difference. For example, uh, myself, as well as a lot of other family members that have played the game, they've said that Hulk is a strong character. They've said that Captain America is a great character. And throughout, the, you know, and throughout the experience and after playing hundreds of, of games of Marvel United, you'll start seeing that maybe Hulk isn't as powerful. Um, he's even, I called, weak. Uh, I mean, especially for those who haven't seen or heard the last episode, I put Hulk in the 57 to 47 range. Um which is, you know, the top, like, the uh, bottom 10 characters of the 57 original, you know, Marvel United characters. So, you know, you'll just, you'll just see throughout games, you'll see who is powerful, who is not. You'll also see, which is the best part about this game, lots of awesome combinations. I've seen tons of combinations as... Like uh, Captain America with Spider-Man, uh, Nova, and She-Hulk, as well as Iron Man, and uh, uh, ah, what was his name? I forgot his name. Uh, and Star-Lord, you know, you'll start singing and making cool combinations. And of course, hey, if you have a cool combination, tell me. Tell me about it, please. Uh, I need a new combination. I need a new combo. <laughs> The menu's looking the same throughout these couple of months, and I need a new combo in the in the in my menu. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a fantastic day. And again, you can find Marvel United in stores such as Walmart and Target, um, or just order it online as well. It's a fun game. I love it. It's it's simple. Um, I know my brother, who is way younger than I am, uh, play the game and enjoying it, and it's just cool. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for listening. Please follow and, you know, click that bell notification if, if you want. No pressure, no pressure at all, but if you want, so you don't miss out on any episodes. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We hope you have a fantastic day. Bye.